You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Happy Freestyle Friday, everybody. I am Glenda Geek coming to you from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Ashley Winch from Kansas City, Missouri. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on Horse Radio Network for Friday, November 17th, episode 3308. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse world. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. It is not Jamie this morning. She is on her way back, I think, today from New York City, and she got to see the premiere of Monty's movie last night, Monty, uh, the Queen and the Cowboy, and from the pictures and everything she wrote, it looked like it was a great show. So I can't wait to hear all the details about that on Monday. She'll tell us all about her trip. She got to meet up with some auditors. I don't know if you saw that, Ashley, but... I didn't. I saw some plans happening, and so I'm just glad everybody got to get together and have some good old-fashioned horsey fun in the Big Apple. They did, and I can't wait to hear about it. I can't wait to actually see it. I Me don't know. too. I think she'll know more about when it's going to be out that we can actually watch it, but uh, I'm so glad she got to go to New York. Monty looks good for almost 90 years old. <laughs> Her, he, You know, he and Pat are, are up there, yeah. and they look great, so... I'm sure that was a highlight for Monty, too, because, you know, obviously working with the Queen was a, is a highlight for your whole lifetime. Yeah, no kidding. And then to have it documented like that is really cool. It's, it's, it's very cool. And I don't know about anybody else, but the new season of The Crown dropped yesterday. So I was watch, <laughs> getting all caught up on a, everything. Are we, Queen are we past Diana yet? Mm, well, I'm still on... I just realized I even missed part of last season. So, oh, so yesterday I was, up. I'm catching up. She was in her revenge dress was the last episode I watched <laughs> last night. <laughs> okay. So she's still around. When are they ending Currently. it? After Diana? I think it'll be after her car crash. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I, I gave it's up early on that alert. one. I never watched it. <laughs> And the other thing we're doing today is we're going live into the auditor room on video. So you get to see Ashley and I. We're doing that partly to just give you a... We went over how we do our pre-show notes. We showed you how we do our notes uh, in the auditor room. So if you're not an auditor yet, you can do that by going to horseradionetwork.com, scrolling down in the middle of the page, see the auditor banner, click on that. And for as little as $3 a month, you can two can become an insider. And this is the kind of thing we do. We've been wanting to do this for a while, show you how we make horses in the morning. So we went over a little bit of our technology and how we do our scripts, you know, for the day, which really script more of an outline, how we do our outlines and how we plan everything and put it all together and then how we record it. So we hope that the auditors enjoy this and see a little bit about how it's made. Uh, Jamie, Jamie, I've tried to get her to do this for a long time, but she just doesn't like being on video. But Ashley loves being on video. So here we are for into the auditor room. <laughs> so if you missed it, if you're listening to this later auditors and you missed it, you can just go into the auditor room and you'll find the video. Uh, you want to watch maybe the first 15 minutes was a little bit of the pre-show and then we'll do our post-show in here too, uh, which I have a plan for. Uh, 
and coming up on today's show, we're going to have an auditor with us. Allison's joining us to tell us about re- re- reuniting with a special horse after 10 years. And in part four of our Insurance 101 series, Susan from Prize Insurance will explain what is needed to apply for insurance on your horse or your property. And of course, we have some really bad ads. And in the Auditor Post show, because uh, Ashley and I seem to like to talk about food, we're going to talk about the top Thanksgiving foods and whether we agree with them or not. That's oh. coming up in the post show see i can't that's no fun to talk about with jamie because she's a vegetarian and hates thanksgiving because i have some hot takes okay good good we'll talk about that (laughs) in the post show i wanted to mention though you know this earlier in the week we did veterans day right and there was a post from the corn hunt this is out i think that's how you say it out of england and it was a post about a veteran of the equine variety uh this horse's name was songster one of the oldest and most decorated horses in the first world war who enjoyed his golden years at the in hunt country at this hunt uh he was called up the day after the war was declared in 1914 a 14 year old just over 15 hands was too small and too old to really be accepted to go overseas to be in the battle but because of his huge character intelligence and bravery they took him and he kept he and his rider a trooper by the name of Bert Main alive for the duration of the war all four years of the war which if you guys are not familiar with World War One and the warfare that they had to use given the lack of technology at the time that is so incredibly rare eight million horses died in World War One. You know, that's not including soldiers. That's just the number of horses. The British Army had almost 150,000 horses went into the war and and 10 to 20,000, they estimate, lived. So when you think about this, this, this soldier, this equine soldier uh, with with the trooper aboard lived all four years. It's incredible. Uh, This horse actually ended up with five of the. Uh, most prestigious medals that the military gave out back in those days. It was the most wow. decorated horse out back there. Came back and retired uh, at the age of uh, 18, lived to the age of 40, believe it or not, and was buried with his medals at the farm uh, and actually went hunt fox hunting and was great at fox hunting. But he was known during the battles to untie himself if there was heavy shelling. And nobody knows where he went, but he didn't like the shelling. So he would go and hide. And then when the shelling was done, he'd come back. He would just disappear. And then he would come back when the shelling was done. Uh, He was a little bit of a Zeus. He untied himself a lot. He was also new. You know, they would feed the horses separately at where they were tied. But he didn't like the food, apparently, all that much. So when he heard the trumpet for water and feed for the soldiers, he would untie himself and go get in line. And they would let him into the mess tent and stuff. What an icon. I know. So after the war, the soldier, Bert, bought the horse from the army and would regularly hunt him uh, all through his life till the age of 40. And, and also uh songster would draw the milk wagon. Bert was a milkman and we draw the milk wagon once into, or into town once a week. And then when they were done with their rounds, uh, he would join him, uh, join Bert for a pint upstairs in the room of the old boot hotel. So the horse and, and Bert would, would go upstairs and get a drink and no one could believe the horse could climb up and down the stairs and the horse would climb up and down the stairs and would actually drink too. He would, uh, he liked beer. So he would drink I, beer. I've had a quarter horse who loves a pint, but I, I mean, and he deserves it. He's a veteran. 
Isn't give, that cool? Give the poor horse a beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this really, I have to wonder if if this was in some way the inspiration for that movie, War Horse. It was not. There was a different oh. horse that was the inspiration for that movie, although this no one could have been. <laughs> right? Doesn't been. It, it sounds very... Yeah. Yep. But... But what yeah, so story. there you go. So that our cheers and uh, there drinks up to uh, Songster. Yay, Songster! That's a good one, Glad. That is a good one. All right, let's do our daily winnies. Okay, this is a favorite name I have every year for birthdays, and you know which one I'm looking at. I'm going to do it last. Uh, so we have three auditor birthdays, Terry Golson, Charlotte Phillips, and Melissa Pistachio. Melissa, I have to know, did you marry that name, or did you come with that name? And if you did, was high school a nightmare? Maybe That's she's I, she's the heiress to the pistachio empire. Well, that could be too. Melissa, let us know that too. Let we want to know. know if you're the... Do you have pistachio money? <laughs> we We're w- looking for sponsors. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we want to know. I like pistachio, so I'd be happy to advertise them. <laughs> Me too. Uh, <laughs> but I got picked on with Hebert in high school. I can't oh, imagine... What would people Herbert, say? Herbert, uh, Shebert. Oh, there was all the names. They came up with all things. But pistachio, I mean, you know, nutty. I mean, you could go through them all. Right in high school, they're mean, especially oh, yeah. girls. Girls are really mean in high school. So don't say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm going to go on before you get yourself in trouble. My daily Winnie is going out to all the hosts and hostesses out there getting ready for company next week. This is me coming to you as a, as a hostess myself. For years, we always have. All the troops who don't have anywhere to go for Thanksgiving, we have all the lost puppies over and host a huge Thanksgiving. So I've cooked multiple turkeys every year and my husband's away for training this year. And it's my first year where I'm just going to like have a turkey sandwich and chill out. Uh, however, I know the rest of you guys are cleaning, dusting, getting the china ready. Goodness knows we have we talked a lot about the china. china. Yeah. I just want you guys to remember what the holidays are about. You know, nobody's going to be looking at the cobwebs in the corners. Like, have fun. Pour yourself a glass of wine and just take a deep breath. This is fun, okay? We can get through this together. Well, you know, it's funny. We would get together to, with you if we were closer because my we usually go to my brothers, but they're busy that day. So it's just Jennifer and I. We're thinking of actually taking the trailer up to the property and spending it up there with the horses. Oh, so it might be turkey be nice. sandwiches for us too. <laughs> we'll have to share pictures. We don't have any way to bake a turkey up there, so <laughs> it might be the same for us. You can come over. Come on down. <laughs> I'll just take a quick flight. Yeah, uh, no, you can't because you have to be home for Sunday. So next oh, week. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, there. There goes that. You're, you're also co-hosting that, so you can't be late. No no missed flights. I found this list, uh, and it was on a website called Your Horse, which I hadn't heard of. Hmm. It's yourhorse.co.uk, and it actually has a lot of good stuff on it. It's new to me, so um, and I see a lot of auditors joining us live on the feed today. So hi, everybody. 
It's horse behavior. 13 signs your horse is happy. So I want to see if Scooter's happy, okay? I want to see if my horse is happy, and I want to see if we agree with all of these. Okay. All right? And it says, signs to look for uh, include your horse's body language, their behavior in the field, as well as behavior in the stable, blah, blah, blah. And this was a Dr. Debbie Marsden that came up with the 13 signs. So let's see if we agree. You're not there. And uh, you think about this with your horses at home, too. All right? Think about whether your horse is happy. We all like to think our horse is happy, right? I mean, <laughs> I'm not too sure with Scooter sometimes. I don't think ponies are always happy anyway. But uh, yeah, ponies yeah, are a yeah. cantankerous bunch. <laughs> their nostrils. Your horse's nostrils should be relaxed, soft, and round. If they're unhappy, the nostrils become tight, thin, and drawn. Hmm. Take some studying to come up with that one, I guess. I. You can tell when they're flaring their nostrils. Right. That's I'm I'm doing it with my nose. I'm trying to like make them tight and I'm just thinking I don't think I've seen a horse's I mean nose only when they're tight. flaring their nostrils, usually when they're on guard, right? Or, right. You know. Oh yeah, if they're like roaring or something, you know. <laughs> Maybe okay. I just don't pay enough attention to my horse, I guess. That's it. <laughs> their lip line. Your horse's lip line should curl down slightly in a relaxed, soft manner. If a horse is feeling tense, they'll be tight and drawn in this area. So do they mean like at the end here? Uh, I don't know. Huh. Or maybe that. Or maybe at the front of the lip. Okay, so far I'm not doing very well on this one. Uh, (laughs) The lower jaw. Your horse's lower jaw should be loose and basically flappy. Yeah, we all know if the bottom lip is flappy. Yes, and and, uh, Scooter has a flappy lip. He loves he loves this. I love his flappy lip. We all love their yeah, flappy lips. That's fun. So that one I agree with. That one we kind of understand. The tail. Your horse's tail will be fairly loose and sw- swinging freely. A lot of this is pretty, pretty uh, basic. Uh, and will be swinging freely and evenly when they move. In the absence of injuries uh, that affect the horse's tail, it should be straight. And we all know when they clench their tail, right? So, right. I mean, that one's or pretty, if they're flicking it like they're yes, mad. Yes. You know, usually they're hitting you in the face when they do that. <laughs> Uh, their ears. Should, oh, we all know about the ears. Come on. Yeah, okay, let's go on to the next. <laughs> your horse, how to read your horse's behavior in the field. When they're rearing and pawing, it may look as though your horse is fighting, but rearing up with their front legs at another horse or pawing the ground are often signs they are enjoying themselves. Okay, that is not true with Scooter. When he's rearing and pawing at Nigel in the field, it's trying to kick the crap out of him. He's, <laughs> they're not having fun. Poor Nigel takes a beating from that pony. Oh. I, maybe Scooter thinks he's having fun, but yeah, Nigel's definitely Scooter's, not having fun. <laughs> Scooter's in his mind; he's pretending spirit. He's spirit stallion of the yeah, Cimarron, yes, so he's yes. having a great time. He is. I don't know. I don't know about <laughs> Nigel that one. is disassociating from reality. <laughs> uh, looking relaxed. God, this thing's basic. Look at your horse should be look physically relaxed and grazing and alert to the environment while grazing and alert to the environment. Riveting. Yeah, okay. Mutual grooming. Yeah, we know that one. All right, so. Oh, here we go. How to read the horse's behavior in the stable. Regular droppings. Your horse's droppings should be regular and of a normal amount. When horses are stressed, they may not defecate, which is an indication they're not happy. Or colicky. Or or the runs. (laughs) I mean, it can go the other way, too. That scooter's mode is the runs. Uh Yeah, he is the runs. No question. I mean, everybody gets anxiety tummy. I get it. Yeah. (laughs) But it's amazing how quickly it affects horses. You go to get Scooter on the trailer, and in five minutes, mm-hmm. he has the runs. You know, it's crazy. And he loves going on the trailer. I don't get that. They all do. Uh, if your horses share a hay net with a stable mate while they're tied up in the yard, a sign that they're happy. 
I can tell you that Scooter and Nigel do not share a name Yeah, I was going to say, or they're just like a really low rung on the yes. you know, hierarchy. Yes, you usually see the lowest ones sharing the hay yeah. net, and every you know, and uh, the others are not. A smooth bed. Your horse's bedding should remain largely in place as happy horses aren't restless in their stables. You know, I wonder if what this What if is- they're laying down and rolling around? Yeah, That's and- a happy horse. You know, I mean, pe- other than colic. And we've had horses that have been happy that make a total disaster yes. in their stall. I don't, Pigsty. Uh, I don't agree with that one. I'm sorry, Doc. I'm not ag- buying some of these. Uh, <laughs> stable vices. Cribbing. Uh, box walking. You know, okay, yeah, we all know that horses that are sure uh, have some of those vices are are unhappy about something. Okay, how to read your horse's behavior when you ride? Breathing out when your horse breathes. This is true. Scooter has to do three sighs. After the third sigh, then I know he's relaxed and we're going to have a good drive. Until mm-hmm. the third sigh, anything can happen. <laughs> We had a we had a retired quarter horse racer uh, when I was a young child, and she would always hum on the trail, and that's how I knew she would go, hum, 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 hum. and then I knew we were good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that though. Yeah, yeah, I can tell it's sighing. And by the way, there's only one under how to tell when you ride. <laughs> how about they're not trying to buck you off or rearing. <laughs> Crow hopping. <laughs> I've told this story before. We had an Appaloosa years ago when I first met Jennifer. And I rode that horse a couple times, believe it or not. It was a great trail horse. But that yeah. Appaloosa, I never fell off, but everybody else did. I don't know why he didn't buck me off. All right, hey, he wouldn't buck even, but he was great. He would, he would, you go out on trails with that horse, a big horse. You go out on trails with that horse, and he'd be wonderful. And then about halfway through, he'd do this little sidestep crow hop, and everybody went off. Uh-huh. Even Jennifer went off that horse because he lulled you into this sense of security, and then all that of a sudden you were safe. There's the Psych. crow. It was just a tiny little crow hop, just enough sidestep that you were off. And uh-huh. he caught me the one time, and then I didn't ride him after that because I knew eventually I was coming off. Yeah, and I didn't like riding anyway all that much. So yeah, so we had that horse, and he was so good at it. Actually went to a camp. I'll never forget this. It was a camp. That's where we sold that horse to. And we explained the situation. And they said, well, it'll make our riders better riders. And then we checked in with them about two years later. And they said, almost every rider came off at one point and they learned how to fall. (laughs) I mean, that I remember we would have whole lessons on falling. And when you're a kid, you bounce anyway. It's good for you. You know, they said it taught them to be alert the whole ride because this horse would be so perfect Uh and then do this little crow hop in the middle. Uh, and they said it taught them how to ride and pay attention the whole time and not get lazy. So and I said, was anybody ever hurt? They said, nope, nobody was ever hurt. Because it was just this little sidestep. It wasn't dangerous. And the horse would just stand there, you yeah, know, and look right. at you and he go take off and laugh. Nope, yeah. he'd just stand there and laugh at you like, I did go, it, you're oh, off. Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get back on and for the rest of the ride, he'd be fine. He'd never do it twice in one ride. How funny. Yep. What a funny dude. Yep. What his was name his name? Was Chip his, was his name. I know. That? I've known many a Chip Appaloosa. Yep. That's a good That's one. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Chip was good for that. Well, coming up right after this commercial from Kentucky Performance Products, we're going to do our next in our installments on insurance. And we have Susan joining us again. And this time, she's going to talk about how to file a claim because you do need certain forms. And it's important to know how to file a claim for your horse or for your property before you file the claim because certain things you're going to need at certain times. And then next month in this final installment, we'll talk about how to apply for insurance and what you need for that. Frequently asked questions brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. 
Question. My friend was telling me that supplementing with omega-3 fatty acids decreased the level of inflammation in horses with arthritis. Is this true? Answer. Yes. There have been several peer-reviewed studies that have shown that supplementation with the omega-3 fatty acids known as EPA and DHA will help support healthy levels of inflammation in the joints. The best source of EPA and DHA is fish oil. We often recommend adding a high-quality omega-3 fatty acid supplement, such as Kentucky Performance Products, contribute to the diet of horses who struggle with joint pain and stiffness. A KPP customer named Sarah recently posted a review sharing her experience with Contribute. She wrote, I recently swapped my Western dressage and cow horses over to the Joint Armor and Contribute. Astonishing results! My horses are moving beautifully with more impulsion and suspension in their gaits. You can learn more about Contribute and omega-3 fatty acids EPA and DHA at kppusa.com. Got questions about your feeding program? We can help. Email Karen at questions at kppusa.com or call us at 859-873-2974. Welcome to Horse Insurance 101 by Fry's Equine Insurance at friesequineinsurance.com. Glenn here, founder of the Horse Radio Network and host of Horses in the Morning. One of the most requested segments we've gotten from listeners is about insurance for your horse and your farm. Susan Strauser is here from Fry's Equine Insurance and has been helping us with a five-part series on insurance, helping us all understand what we are buying and what we need. If you missed the last four segments, if you missed the last three segments, we discussed horse mortality and health insurance, liability and farm insurance, and you can find them all at Horse radionetwork.com slash insurance. If you missed any of them, the players are right there. It's very easy for you to go take a listen. Today, we discuss examples of claims and how to process them and what you're going to need, all the details. So, Susan, let's start with the basics of filing a claim. Very good, Glenn. Um, You know, anyone who has insurance long enough is going to have to file a claim. And the best way to navigate is to know some of the things that will make the process easier for yourself and for the people that you're working with. So my suggestions would be is, first of all, report your claim right away. So if you're dealing with a policy on your horse, um, there is a requirement in the policy that you report any accident sickness or disease, even if you're not going to make a claim for reimbursement. So our rule of thumb is typically uh, the second time you called the vet on the same incident is probably the time that you need to be contacting your insurance agent. Oh, so even Uh, if if you're not filing a claim, you contact you. Um, Yes. Yes. Very good. Yes. We need to um, get your adjuster involved. So we make sure that everyone's making good choices for the horse. Um, Now, if you are filing um, or if you have a liability incident, which is injury to a third party or to their property, you should contact your agent or policy claim department immediately to give any relevant information, the who, what, when, where, um, and never negotiate with an injured party or commit to them that the insurance company will pay any costs because this is up to the insurance adjuster to determine what is covered or not covered, or even if you're liable for that payment. Now, for a farm claim, which is typically your property coverage, 
Uh, you do need to assess damage and then call your agent or the policy claim department to report the damage. And then the claim adjuster will determine if it is a covered loss within your policy. So once you've um, reported the claim, your next step will be gather any documentation to substantiate the, the damage or cost to repair or the um, health uh, costs associated with a horse. So for your horse insurance, the company will be looking for vet reports and itemized bills because then they will go through and determine what's covered or what's not covered. And then they will let you know on that. Uh, in a liability incident, you want to write down the details of what happened, who was hurt, or if their property was damaged, the dates of the incident, and any witnesses. Doing this right away will help you to remember the details as the process is underway, because you may not um, have to have an interview with somebody right away. So you want to keep everything um, in writing so it keeps your memory uh, fresh. Now, for a farm claim or a property claim, the adjuster will come out and he will let you know his assessment of the damages and give you an estimated cost of repairs. If you disagree with him, then you can obtain estimates um, on your own and present this information for additional review. Um, but with that, you will also need to uh, try to stop any further damage from occurring. And then the last bit of advice is work with your adjuster. In most cases, you're going to be assigned an adjuster to resolve the claim issue. Um, your agent, which would be me in this case, does not have the authority, um, nor do I have access to all the specific information to be able to give you advice on whether something is covered, is not covered. I can answer general questions. Um, on the other hand, if you're having issues with your claim process, then it would be appropriate to call your agent and ask them to intervene for you. I think that's a good overview. Let's go into a little more specifics on the different types of policies. Let's start with mortality and medical claims. Okay. Um, with mortality and medical, the, the biggest mistake we see is that the owner doesn't always report the accident or the sickness at the onset. And it's understandable because a lot of times you're dealing with a stressful situation. You're trying to get your horse to the vet or get the vet out to you. But it is important to get your claims adjuster involved so they can answer any questions concerning coverage for different procedures. Um, and you should know up front whether something is going to be covered or not. The vet may recommend a particular treatment or a course of action. And you just want to make sure that you understand the limits in your policy. Uh, you know, how much is going to be reimbursed to you and, and how does that reimbursement process works so that you know up front how this is going to uh, play out. Um, keep in mind that mortality and medical policies are one-year policies. And what that means is each year they're going to start over. So the company can add exclusions to your medical or mortality or both coverages each time the policy starts over. So you may have uh, uh, illness that is a recurring that was covered on your last policy but this time there's an exclusion and they're not going to pay. You still have to have the horse treated, but you may not get reimbursement. This is why it's very important every year to read over your policy to make sure that you understand any limitations. Now, in the event that you have to make the most difficult decision of whether your horse needs treated 
or whether um, you have to have them euthanized, you want to know where the company stands um, on payment of that claim. For example, we had a client many years ago who um, did not believe that a horse ever fully recovered from a colic surgery. And he said he would never put his horse through that. Well, unfortunately, the horse did suffer a severe colic, vet recommended surgery, and the owner opted not to do it. Um, under that circumstance, the company did not pay his mortality claim because most policies state that you have to do whatever is necessary to save your horse. So again, this is why it's very important to understand what is your responsibility in the event of a sickness or an accident with your horse um, and to know what treatments will be covered, won't be covered. And it's also very important for the owner, the vet and the adjuster to be communicating with each other so that um, each one of those people within that decision will be aware of the limitations of the policy and what is best for the horse. Cause in the end, the companies wants what's best for the horse. All right. That, I mean, you explained that very well. Well done. All right. So right. liability claims, which I think is a trickier area. Yes. Liability claims um, come up when a third party is injured or their property is damaged. So your policy is de designed first to defend you if someone brings a claim against you, and then they will pay up to the limits of your policy if you are found negligent. Now, the company can opt to pay, say, medical bills or damage, say, to a vehicle or your property without the injured party having to file a lawsuit. But this is the, the discretion of your insurance adjuster and the insurance company. You should never try to negotiate a claim payment on behalf of the company. Um, so you don't want to ever promise payment or, hey, we'll take care of all of this. Um, you just need to let your adjuster do his job and uh, get all the information together that he needs to fully understand what is going on. So um, another important aspect is to understand who is an insured underneath your liability policy. So your, your policy is going to provide defense for you as the owner of the policy, but it typically also covers your employees and even volunteers while they are acting within the scope of the duties for you. So that would mean if it was your employee who caused a liability incident, your policy will defend you as owner of the property or owner of the business, and also the employee who is acting on your behalf. Um, and that's important to know. So because if it's not an employee, let's say I have an independent instructor who comes out to your property, you want to make sure that they have liability coverage for their operation and that policy needs to name you as an additional insured so that you have liability coverage under their policy if they cause the incident. So in all policies, there's going to be a section that's called who is an insured. Just take a few minutes to read that over to make sure that you understand um, who's covered and, um, and who isn't covered. And finally, property claims. And, you know, we had a couple of our listeners post on social media asking about are their tractors covered and things like that. Um, and we did address that when we talked about uh, farm policies. Uh, but let's in, in relation to claims, let's talk a little bit about buildings and equipment. 
Sure. So property claims are when a house, building, or equipment listed on the policy are damaged by a covered loss. So Glenn, I understand people asking those questions because a lot of people think that when they have a barn coverage covered, that anything in that barn is automatically covered. So if they store their tractors in there, they assume that it's going to be covered underneath the barn insurance. And that is not the case. So anytime that you need something specific covered, you need to list it on your policy. So, and that's something that's important to go over with your agent. There are different ways that they can be listed. Okay. Because things so, like tractors, which are not cheap anymore. <laughs> so, oh, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it is important. You have to think about that because you're spending thirty to $50,000 on a tractor now. Uh, oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and so that's why, you know, we'll get specific information to make sure that we know what tractors are covered and, and we want you to understand um, how they're covered as well. So it's very important to have discussions with your agent when you buy a new piece of equipment or you put up a new building. You need to call your agent. You need to report it so they can get it on your policy for you. Now, most insurance policies are not going to cover wear and tear to your property. So if you've got a barn with an older roof and it starts leaking, um, just due to the wear and tear of weather um, and age, uh, that's not going to be covered under your insurance policy. Uh, we're looking more for um, the coverage if if wind or or um, you know ice or something has done some uh, damage to it. Uh, so again, know what your policy says, know what's covered, so that when the damage comes, you're you're not surprised. So and that is typically what causes uh, damage to um, property is usually a storm. So what's important is after a storm comes through, take some time to go out, check your house, check your barns for leaks in the roofs, in the walls, around fireplaces. Um, And if you do find any leaking happening, do your best to stop any further damage. So, you know, tarp a roof or, or cover up any maybe openings in the siding of the barn, but do it safely. If you can't do it yourself, if it's not safe to get up on a roof, then call a company in to help help you with that because you don't want further damage to occur if you can help it. So basically what will happen is uh, an adjuster will come out. He'll take an assessment of the damage and he'll uh, give you an estimate of what he believes it's going to cost to repair it. They do research based on your area and, and cost of labor and materials there. And if for some reason you don't agree with what your adjuster said, you can always get your own estimates and then work with him to come up with with a with a good amount. Um, if you have to have repairs done before your adjuster can come out, uh, be sure that that the contractor is taking pictures and taking notes before and after the repair, because you'll need to be able to show the adjuster exactly the condition that it was in and what was done um, to to repair it. So he can determine whether it's a covered uh, cause of loss on your policy or not. You know, another big thing that we see that people don't understand all the time is farm policies and most homeowners policies are not going to cover flood damage. So if you live in an area that is prone to flooding or in a floodplain, you need to get a separate policy to cover for um, loss or damage due to a flood. Now, having said that, 
a lot of policies have what's called, and it goes by various names, but it's called backup of sewer and drains. So let's say you've got a sump pump in your basement and it is um, having troubles keeping up and you get that backup into your basement, you could have coverage for that. But it's important to know up front what what is the coverage and what the limit is. Some companies will offer a a tier so that you can buy more coverage than the standard. Uh, So if you have a finished basement, make sure that that limit is going to provide you with the protection that you need. Um, Now, I understand that insurance policies can be cumbersome to read, but it is very important to review it each year and know your limits of coverage. So as an insurance agent, I look at my farm policies every year and I update what we call replacement cost worksheets, which gives us an idea of what it would cost to replace a house or a barn um, in your particular area. And I make sure that your policy is keeping up with those values so that you don't fall below the um, a, a certain percentage of the replacement cost and incur a coinsurance penalty if there's a partial claim. But you need to know, you need to look at it, you need to decide, do you need to address those issues? Have you done updates to your house? Have you um, updated the barn, maybe put in new stalls or added on to the building? Because all these things can affect values. And you want to make sure that if there's a claim, that you've got a good value so that you're not paying more than your deductible out of pocket. Sounds good. Thank you for all of that. And if you're interested in getting a quote for your horse, farm, or liability, give Susan a call at 614-875-3711 or send an email from the website. And the website is friesequineinsurance.com. That's friesequineinsurance.com. And to hear any section over again, if you miss something, you can go to horseradionetwork.com slash insurance. We have one more monthly segment that we're going to do. And that one is how to file for a policy in the first place. So we're going to end with that. So, And I know you've gotten some calls from listeners. Don't be afraid to call and ask questions. That's why Susan's here. That's why she's doing all of this. Uh, and, you know, we all have questions on, and I just, we just bought a new tractor, and I had a question on that too. So don't be afraid to give Susan a call. That's why she's here and she doesn't bite. It's okay. So That's right. And, and our job as an agent is to make sure you understand the policy that you're purchasing and to help guide you to buy the right policy for what your needs are. FriesEquineInsurance.com. And joining us now is one of our auditors, Allison. And if you aren't in the auditor group, unfortunately, you didn't see all of this story as it unraveled, but we're here bringing it to you today. So Allison, uh, for those of you who don't know, Allison has recently been reunited with, is it safe to say your heart horse, Allison? I think so, yeah. So, so Allison, tell us a little bit about where you are and how long you've been listening, and then I want to get into the nitty-gritty. Okay, so I'm in eastern Washington um, on the Spokane Indian Reservation, and I have been listening since the days of pandemic when I lived in Seattle. Um, I found the Shauna Karish podcast, the Equine Clicker 101, and then listened to Glenn and Jamie bicker back and forth and was hooked immediately. And I've been listening every day since. That's what we do. That's, we're good at bickering. That's, we're, we're best at that. 
Well, we're so happy to have you. And we're more, even more elated that you have Casey. So give us the story. How, how old were you when you had Casey the first time? And just if you don't mind walking us through the story for, yeah. for the, the non-auditors. Okay, well, yeah, so I first met Casey about 10 years ago. So I was in my mid-30s when I met him. Um, I had spent the better part of two years looking for the right horse. Um, I had always owned ponies, but always ridden uh, off-the-track thoroughbreds and warm bloods and such when I when I would uh, take lessons for dressage and hunter jumpers. So I had a trainer track down a few horses, none of them we really clicked with. And then she said, you know, there's this thoroughbred, he's not really trained well, he's off the track, let's go look at him. And I said, okay. So we went out to look at him, um, and the woman that we met was telling me about his story while one of the teenagers went and got him. And his owner had recently committed suicide. And her sister was there trying to find a home for the horse. So the girl brings the horse up into the barn and she's at the end of the lead rope, like cowering away from this horse. And she just kind of juts the lead rope at me and says, here, take him. And I'm like, okay. Um, Then I thought, geez, this girl's afraid of him, but he seems like a big pussycat. So Mm. we lunge him around a little bit and he lunges like, a race trained horse and doesn't really on <laughs> kind of <laughs> around the arena a little bit. And so my trainer popped up on him and she did the walk trot canner thing. And he walked trotted and cantered kind of like a race trained horse. And so I thought, you know, let me try. And I got up and I rode him and I thought, Oh my gosh, he's super sweet. He just doesn't know anything. He's mm-hmm. super. And so Getting more information on him, they they lost his registration papers. They're going through uh, her, um, his previous owner's belongings and could not find his registration papers. No one has been able to read his lip tattoo. So we don't know who he is or where he came from. Um, and that's how Casey and I met. And he was just absolutely wonderful for me. Um, wasn't crazy on the trails. And in fact, I'd take him out on the trails and everybody would take up take off galloping in case it would be like okay see you guys oh wow and he wouldn't care he would not care but if i asked him to gallop he would kick it up into a gallop speed but apparently for racing he was like nope not doing it (laughs) (laughs) he never actually (laughs) he just he just wasn't having it um so casey and i had a lot of wonderful time together and he ended up going from that race trained horse to nice walk trout canner horse um yeah so that was how he and i met um how he and i parted was actually pretty devastating for me um i've only recently started telling this story um to people because it was that devastating um my childhood horse that i had um, for 32 years, she was just a little Arabian. We did all kinds of crazy, stupid stuff together. Um, <laughs> and we, I was leasing a property and had a falling out with the owners and had to move the horses, but I had no place to take them. Uh, my little Arab was at the end of her life and I knew I was going to have to put her down before winter, but I wanted a few more months with her. And unfortunately that was escalated and um, a local horse rescue stepped in and helped me Mm. have her put down. 
Um, they rehomed the miniature horse. My goats went to a friend of mine, and then Casey ended up going to um, an eventing barn that I trusted. Mm. And so that's where we started. Um, after that, I was away from horses for about 10 years. It was that devastating. I just couldn't be around horses. Oh, but I, I hear that was a 10-year break, but we're back now. We are back. Um, I had promised myself that I would not get horses again until I had my own property. I almost made that. I was living <sighs> downtown Seattle, excuse me, downtown Seattle, and really missed horses, really missed them. And so I found uh, what I thought was a rescue, and it was more of a hoarding situation. Um, started working with a, a herd of feral stallions. And that's oh, where wow. I found your guys' podcast because I was like, how am I going to go into this five-acre pen with five feral stallions? So I found the Equine Clicker 101, and I started that with one of them who immediately hooked onto it. And a oh, second one so was cool. literally, yeah, it was really wonderful. I actually made YouTube videos um, and had them posted. And the other, one of the other horses would literally lay his head on the rump of the one I was working with. He did that for a few days <laughs> until he was brave enough to take food from my hand. Um, and those two feral stallions have become my snuggly geldings. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's fantastic. <laughs> Jamie would be proud. Jamie would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <she would. laughs> That's fantastic. Um, yeah. So then I moved home into my, what was, was my grandmother's house on three acres. And being me, I'm always looking at horse ads. Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, mean, I think it's a requirement for our listeners, actually. I, I, J- yeah, Jamie has I mean, kind of made it mandatory that we all do that. I mean, who doesn't need, you know, three, four, five horses in their backyard? Well, if you're not looking, you're, you, you might miss one. So I know. you just got to always be looking. So when you were looking, you saw what? Yeah, I did. So I saw, I saw this. I'm going to read you the ad I saw. It says, Casey, thoroughbred gelding, 17 years old, good looking, 16 two hands, built stout, size two shoe, broke and comes with fancy buttons, does well living alone <laughs> or a group. Buttons. And I thought, huh, well, I had a thoroughbred named Casey, and he'd be about 17 years old, and he was 16 two hands. So I stopped reading the ad, and I clicked on a photo. Oh, my God, that's my horse. And the crazy thing is, is I've been Facebook friends with the woman selling him for quite some time. So I instantly messaged her and I, and I said, I used to own this horse. And I said, I asked her, how much are you selling him for? And the price point was what I, I mean, could afford. I had to save a few paychecks. Um, And I said, absolutely. I would love to bring him home. I never wanted to rehome him. I never wanted to give him up. And she cried, and I cried, and her mom cried, and we all cried. Oh, everybody cried, and it was beautiful. You know, the amazing part is they never changed this horse's name. You would have never picked up on that, probably, had had it not been for that. Yeah, they changed the spelling, um, but I just, you know, I was like, what in the world? That's, that's, that's him. Well, this that was meant to be. just amazing. Yeah, I think so. And then at the time, I was hosting a Shauna Karish clinic, 
And so um, I asked the, the lady that I was purchasing him from if I could take him to the clinic for that weekend, even though I didn't own him at the point. And she said yes. And so Shauna got to meet him as well. And I just think that that's just amazing. Um, and at that clinic, I was telling his story to everyone. And that night at dinner, I sat across from a woman and she said that she'd love to host a clinic at her barn that she manages. And I said, what barn is that? And she told me, um, Valley Chapel Farms. And I said, Valley Chapel Farms. And I said, what's your name? And she says, Sally Schiller. Oh my God, Sally. I took lessons from you at Valley Chapel on Casey. 10 years ago. Oh, my God. My mind is blown. <laughs> so, so it's just a, just an amazing reconnection with people. And another person that was at that clinic was also at that barn. This is just an amazing so story all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. And so now he's home in my backyard. And I, well, backyard. Um, and I go out every day to clean his stall and feed him. And he's got to give me a kiss every single time he puts his face right on mine. Oh. And he wants snuggles. This is such a happy, good story for a Friday. I love this. Allison, <laughs> I have, I mean, I got goosebumps. I got chills. I went high. We went low. I am so happy that you and Casey are reunited. And he's so happy hanging out with his bestie now. I mean, you know, people have a lot of things to say about the universe, but it truly works in mysterious ways. It really does. And thank you. Yeah, I'm so glad to have him back. Um, it's just, I mean, everything else on my property is a pony. And so <laughs> a big horse out there. You know, it's like I hug him and I hug his leg and my, I'm short. I'm five foot one. I fit under his neck. And so it's like, I just kind of like hug him. And then I go over to my pony and I wrap my arm around his back. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it is. It's absolutely amazing to have him home. Well, congratulations. You know, we always say on this show that what's meant to happen happens, right? And you're yeah. the perfect example of that. Well, this was meant to happen. Oh. Um, Thank you. And it all started, and these things usually start with a series of events that are not related to each other, and yours started with listening to a show, right? Um, And then all of these cascade of events happened, and they're not related to each other. In the beginning, they weren't related, and now in the end, they all are. So, Right, yeah. so cool. That is so it cool. It is. It's wonderful. You made you, you made us very happy here on a Friday. Thank you, Allison. Yeah. We appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, you take care. Thanks again for listening, and what a great story. And and give Casey a care. I don't care what Jamie says. Give Casey a carrot for me, okay? Yeah, me too. I will absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> Have a great day. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Wow, what a great story. I love that story. <gasps> I can't. I know. That was so good. And just so, like, the auditors watching know, I am this animated whether I'm on video or not. Because when Glenn and I record these, we're not on video. No, As I didn't know fact, she was this animated, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this is a surprise I, for I, me, too. <laughs> this is how I... So I have to be really careful to not hit my mic because I'm so... Yeah, I, you know, not I lived know in this. Italy for three years. It's so. <laughs> funny. Oh, that was you, so good. You know, that makes me happy in another way, too. It makes me happy that... It was a result of one of our shows that this all happened. Isn't that, I mean, Glenn, I I don't think you could ever get sick of that. Like the way Mm. that our shows really touch touch people, touch people's lives, connect people. It's just. What is that? Oh my gosh. Magical. Something just floated in front of the screen. It looks like it. It, 
It looked like a oh, feather. It, no, it was it's... a feather, oh. but my disco ball is coming on too because the sun's about to hit it. So, <laughs> Well, I'm glad she came on and told us that story. We all needed that on a Friday. And Definitely. you know what else we need on a Friday? We need some really bad ads. So let's get to that right after we hear from these sponsors. For first-time horse owners and new riders, finding the information and support you need can be challenging. That's why Equine Network has partnered with Sentinel and Absorbing to bring you My New Horse. From important horsekeeping information and how-to videos to social media communities, exclusive experiences, and more, My New Horse is your one-stop shop for riders of all levels and disciplines looking for easy-to-understand horse care information and guidance. Start your horse ownership journey today. Visit MyNewHorse.com. Even under the best circumstances, travel is stressful for horses. We've all been there, stuck on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. You can make the journey knowing that U.S. Rider is there for you. Get peace of mind on the road with U.S. Rider's nationwide 24-7 roadside assistance coverage for both you and your horse. Join today at usrider.org. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but... Hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That's right. It's time for Really Bad Ads, that time of the week when listeners submit ads from Craigslist or Facebook or wherever they're getting ads nowadays. And uh, we just have a little bit of fun with them. And we don't have time usually to get to all the ads. Uh, So Nikki, Brooklyn, Hannah, April, Emily, Christina, Margaret, Taylor, we don't have time to get to yours today. Uh, You may hear them in the future, though, because Jennifer does save them and we use them as we can. Uh, and if you submit an ad, you can do it yourself. You can record it yourself and submit it, uh, and then we'll play it for you. Uh, so uh, let's take a listen to Kat, who sent the first one in. Hi, Jamie and Glenn. This is Kat in California Kat. with a really bad ad. This one's from Dream Horse. Dream Horse. Two socks. Flashy chestnut Appaloosa mare. 21 years old with a temperament of a nine. Please read this whole ad. She is not a broke mare. Two Socks is an awesome chestnut snowflake roan mare, even though she's not registered. Just look at her pedigree below. She is beautiful with a personality to match. If you like flash, this is the one for you. If you like ones that are athletic with lots of cow, this is the one for you. She is by our stallion, Shanty Enterprise, earnings of $2,000 plus. Both Two Socks Sire and Dam were extremely catty, full of cow, and very fast. You name it, this mare should be able to do it. She is extremely athletic, very light, and loves attention. All of her gates, G-A-T-E-S, are extremely (laughs) smooth. Two Socks is halter and hobble broke, leads up well, loads, ties, and cross ties. She has been sat on both bareback and saddled and has been ridden minimally bareback. She has packed a snaffle bit. She can be registered with the American Indian Horse Registry 
or the half quarter horse registry. This is an awesome mare and will sell only to the right forever home. Asking price, $2,000, may trade. There you go. <laughs> Love the accent. <laughs> I was I was very confused. They were yeah. so intense on the breeding, but it's not registered. Yeah, yeah, very and confused. they they had the sire. They're the ones that are should be registering the horse. I mean, they have the damn sire. Yeah, we, we don't want to pay that. Y'all can pay that. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing um, that. This horse is a piece of crap. You do it. <laughs> <laughs> read between the lines there. That horse is going to kill you when you read between the lines. You know, that wasn't a great horse. <laughs> All right. Uh, Danielle sent this one in. It was very well read. And I love the <laughs> attempt at whatever accent that was. Um, <laughs> two horse play day horse. This must be a Facebook ad. Two horse, pl- or it could be Craigslist. Oh, it's I'm Craigslist. Not- Craigslist, it's yeah. Craigslist. All right. I don't know where it doesn't. Oh, in Oklahoma. Oh, there we go. Two horse play day horse, $5,000. This horse, this. <laughs> This horse are dead broke, dog gentle, done rodeo, s play days, and mares done it all. She's in her teens, the gelding for this horse's been there and done everything. They're great horse, hate to see them, hate to see theme go there. Very loved call. All one sentence, no punctuation, and makes no sense whatsoever. I don't know. Are they trying to say that they do Gymkhana? Like their game, like pole bending. I'm so. What's play day mean? I, I don't know because the the rest of it made no sense at all. I know they're dog gentle. That was the only part I understood in the whole ad was that they're dog gentle. Um, <sighs> what they're trying to sell two horses. I think one's a mare. I don't know. We get, yeah, who, one's uh, a mare, one's a gelding. Yeah, it's, it's Friday. It. Who has time for to figure that out? <laughs> <laughs> Punctuation is important, people. Very, very important. <laughs> Grammar is our friend, guys. Okay, <laughs> next up from Debbie. <clears throat> and this one has some pictures. Oh, and don't forget, you ha- there is a comment below that, oh. you, that you have to read. Oh, okay, great. So, and and I, <laughs> do I describe these incredible photos as well? Why don't you read the ad first okay. and then describe the photos? Okay, great. 12 year, maybe 13 grade gilding pasture pet. Located in Pendleton, Oregon. What accent was that? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Someone says, someone comments on the sale ad. What is on his neck? That's her bra she used to catch him. (laughs) And that's what... That's it. So in the pictures, the woman is standing there holding this paint horse by the neck with what looks like a bra. I'm going to say a C cup, maybe <laughs> a, a 36, a 36 C. Go, the cups are on the bottom of the neck. Mm. Uh, and then there's a rope, I believe, tied to the bra. Yeah, that's so not a lead like, rope. It looks like a rope rope. I think that they lassoed it with a bra is what it, it looks like to me. It could be. <laughs> we don't it's know a new measurement for horses next it's a c oh, or a double it. d or you know a 48 double d my horse's neck is a 48 double d <laughs> we're starting a trend guys let us know scooters would be more bra? like scooters would be more like a 38 a oh well we all need friends on the itty bitty titty committee you know <laughs> oh my god i've never seen a horse wear a bra <laughs> On the neck. <laughs> On his neck. 
<laughs> Where would you put a bra on it on a horse on the front in front of its front legs? Well, it's the only Let place it's going to fit is on the neck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go on before we get in trouble. <laughs> you have the next one, Allison said. Okay, great. Oh, and Allison. All right, seeing what is out there, looking for a well-started horse. Gender does not matter. Needs to mature. Fifteen hands high plus. Green is okay. Great is okay. Reg. Is a plus, not a deal breaker. Quarter horse Arab Mustang color is also a plus, but once again, not a deal breaker. Looking for something that is a prospect for gaming, consorting, trails. Just an all around horse between four and 15. Show meet what's out there. What's consorting? I don't think that's is that legal a discipline? in America. <laughs> I don't think that's legal. I think I that's think an Amsterdam is. thing. I don't, I don't think we're supposed to do that in America, guys. Okay, if any, if we don't really know what consorting is, please let us know because I, I have, think they meant sorting. Oh, like okay, that, make, that makes more sense. Yeah, but they, they when I sorting. read the word, yeah, cow sorting, one of our our friend auditors took, but consorting, I think, is what you do. You know, after yeah. 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 The, the sunset. Again, we're going to get in trouble. We need to move on. <laughs> I do like how this one, I like how all these seeking ads are like, I'm not picky, but I'm not picky, but I'm not picky, but, you know, it, there's always five butts in every ad that, <laughs> that they're not picky. Oh my God, the trailer of the week is <laughs> bizarre. I'm going to show this. I'm going to show this to the, uh, to the auditors on the video, the trailer of the week. Let the, me show this to I you. just, what there is happening go. on the gooseneck? I, <laughs> So it looks like they added an attachment to the gooseneck to put hay in the front. Or it wasn't a gooseneck. It was a regular, like, two to four horse rounded front tag-along trailer. It even still has the tag-along trailer hitch on it. But they added this gooseneck attachment to the front, and it made it, like, six times longer. But it looks like it was to put hay up top, maybe. I don't know. I need you to read this. Okay, ad, the ad now is that horse our auditors can see. This, is, this is in Minnesota. Uh, the horse trailer stock trailer two thousand dollars, two thousand dollars firm. It's way over our four hundred dollar <laughs> allowed price for crappy ads. Uh, four horse <laughs> gooseneck trailer, very solid trailer, no rust anywhere. <laughs> okay, what is all that stuff all over the trailer? <laughs> That's not- organic staining. <laughs> <laughs> It's not rust. All that rust-colored stuff it ain't rust. No, uh, no, no. No. Tires hold air, but weather checked. They're going to go flat on the way home. That's what that means. Uh, tack area under feed bunk. Paint is, is peeling. You No kidding. <laughs> Needs wire brush and paint or use as is. 13-foot floor, 3-foot feed bunk. Center divider. There you go. There's the ad. And the feed bunk, I think, is the thing they're calling the front thing, and it says there's a tack area under it. If you put the tack... The tack area under it is the truck. That's where you put the tack. <laughs> I was really trying to figure it out. <laughs> that's, what, that's the truck. <laughs> that's the bed of your truck. You know, these they are so creative. I gotta give it to them. <laughs> okay, one of our auditors helped out here and said, we need to do this show more live more often. We get help. Uh, it said it wasn't consorting. Well, it did say consorting in the ad, but she said it was supposed to say cow sorting. Oh, that makes more sense. You know, <laughs> autofill is a bitch sometimes. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you for the trailer of the week. That was one bizarre trailer, Angie. 
Well done. That is <laughs> wild. Uh, next up from Faye. This is a Facebook ad. It looks like from Alabama, so I can do my southern accent. You see? 14-year-old Tennessee walking horse stallion. He has never been ridden, to my knowledge. Very available. Located in Alabama. Why is he still a stallion? It's the first question. 14 years and old. Stallion is spelled S-T-A-L-I-I-O-N. It's a good thing Jamie's not here. And this horse needs some vittles, too, by the way. <laughs> you need some... Yeah. some this is kind of good because now the auditors can actually see the ads as we do them. I didn't think about that sooner, but we can do that way. All right. This is, uh, that horse needs some vittles. I really, no yeah. heart, no soul, no heart, no soul, no heart, no soul. Mm. And spay, spay, geld, geld, neuter, everything. Do it all. All of it. May, vaccinate. Maybell <laughs> sent this one in. I don't know. That's a new one. I don't remember Maybell. From a Mm-mm. Facebook page, Horses for Sale in Indiana. 14-inch treeless barrel saddle for sale or trade. Wanting to trade for a rough-out saddle or just something with a tree. (laughs) We'll trade for a better brand treeless. Well, I bet you would. You want to trade your crappy treeless for a better brand treeless. Yeah, everybody's going to sign up for that. I just don't like this one. It's a great saddle, but I just don't like it. We'll also trade for an Instapot. (laughs) Oh, she's just trying to get ready for Thanksgiving. We'll also trade for instant pot or toaster oven in good condition. <laughs> Do they know what the price of an instant pot is? It's like 80 bucks. I mean, <laughs> she's she's she just got last minute guests that said they're coming for Thanksgiving and she's like, "Well, crap. What do I do?" We've been doing these the we've done thousands of ads and it, nobody's ever wanted to trade for an instant pot before. <laughs> <laughs> Especially you, a saddle. That's how crappy imagine? this saddle is. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my gosh! And okay. uh, next up from Chris, I'm not sure. This is maybe Craigslist. Project horse would make nice family horse or just a good buddy on trail. Six hundred bucks, Lafayette. Panda is a seven year old black and white warm blood. Spooks on trails and sometimes in ring. A good kid safe horse. Fun project for someone looking to start training and comes with everything. Has escaped a couple times and runs off with rider often. <laughs> Will be a cool challenge. I've trained him long enough and he's ready for a new friend. Emails only. Do they freaking not read the ad after they write it? In one sentence, it says spooks on trails and sometimes in the ring. And then the sentence after the next one says runs off with rider often. And in the middle, we put good kid safe horse. And on, on the subject line says a good buddy on trails. No, he's not. Not a good buddy on trails. You're going to die. And your child's going to die. I mean, listen, listen, you know, I looking out for my girlfriends out there, get a good life insurance policy. This could be a great husband. (laughs) Hey, you want a new farm? I got you. You are so. (laughs) All right. The next one. Last one for the day uh, is Katie sent this one in. Oh, this is a long one. Nuggets, two socks, 2007 AQHA gelding. Located in Canterfield, Ohio. He's sound, but not entirely sane. 
For the experienced rider only, selling as a project horse. The next line should be good for kids. Great for your children. (laughs) This horse would be sold to one of our brand new 14-year-old riders, or was sold to one of our brand new 14-year-old riders. He was a kid's horse. And he is not for the inexperienced, the kids in the hospital. Um, (laughs) I added that. Uh, We will... He will be cold-backed when you first get on, and you will have to keep him thinking and working or he wants to buck. No kidding. Just crow hops unless you happen to have a dog, and then you might as well train for the NFR. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We were told he was a ranch horse from a previous... No, he wasn't. (laughs) He hates dogs and just about everything else, and I'm not sure how that's true. Who... I'm pretty certain got him at an auction to flip and knew nothing about him as he was entirely misrepresented. Yeah, no kidding. Dealer, 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 screams dealer. Mm -hmm. No, we haven't treated him for anything. So if you think that's the problem, come get him and do it yourself. (laughs) If you like his bloodlines enough and think you can fix his crazy, come get him. Looking to get out what our client has put in. 3,200. Or trade for a crockpot. No, that doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> or trade for something more. <laughs> or trade. I haven't even been drinking this morning. Or trade for something more suitable if you have one broke to sell or need a challenge. Once again, we're going to trade our crazy, nutty $3,200 horse for your perfectly broke, sane one. I'm sure it happens every day. I do not have riding videos because I can't get on the horse, and I'm not getting on him. Currently have broken ribs. <laughs> oh, my God. They put that in the ad. That is in the ad. And try to get one for you. I can send you lunging to prove he's sound or just come and see him. He's a very pretty horse, actually. He's a handsome little <laughs> chestnut thing. But my God, you know, I I just I'm happy none of these people are in sales. Well, they were honest. This ad was very <laughs> honest. I mean, they even admitted they had broken ribs and they didn't say it. But you know how they got the broken ribs. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, you you know how that happened, and but thirty two hundred dollars. I'm th- I'm afraid you're going to take a loss on this one. Uh, uh, you know, it's always good when you see somebody selling and they act like they were the previous owner to look and do some research on how many other ads they have for sale, and in all twenty of the other ads, they're also going to say they were the previous owner. Mm-hmm. So you want to just be careful of the dealers out there. Uh, this was always my biggest pet peeve living near New Holland Auctions because yeah. the the dealers were in there all the time and they were lying the whole time. They were selling every horse that was in there and it just made me sad. But I can't have a soul because Jamie says I'm not allowed to when we do really bad ads. So we're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> there were some funny ones today, though, I got to admit. That was good. <laughs> and then there were some that just made me sad and wanted to take them home. <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, Jamie, this one here is is in Canfield, Ohio, and it needs your professional help right there. You need to help it. Please. So (laughs) just what Jamie needs. She just got rid of two horses, and now I'm encouraging her to get She has room. It's good. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah, don't tell Chad that. (laughs) (laughs) Otters, hang on. We're going to chat about food after in the post show, and we'll continue showing you how we do all this mess. Uh, thank you for watching. If you did in the auditor room today, we really appreciate it. Uh, next week, we're going to have a interesting week for you. Uh, Monday and Wednesday, Jamie will be here. Tuesday of next week is the Chi University episode. Thursday and Friday, we are dark. And then Sunday, Ashley and I are back in our full Christmas sweaters. It is ugly Christmas sweater year for Radiothon. 
Uh, we've we've done some of the guest interviews already, and they've all represented with ugly Christmas sweaters. Uh, and auditors, hang on for the post show because we have an announcement for you of something we're going to do that was actually an auditor idea. And I, Ashton, I haven't talked about this yet, but I'm committing to it. <laughs> so we're going to do this in the post show. But hang on, everybody. You have a terrific weekend, and we hope you get to ride your horse and uh, spend some time with family. Time for the Auditor Post Show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense. Yes, thank you for being here. Hey, so one of our auditors who name I cannot remember, and I don't have my email open, and I got like 5,000 of them this week, so um, came up with this idea, being it's ugly sweater year, right? What we're going to do is immediately after Radiothon the following week, just for auditors, we're going to have an ugly sweater contest. Oh, and heck yeah. We're going to have the auditors submit pictures of them in ugly sweaters or their horses or dogs in ugly sweaters. And then we're going to pick a winner on the last episode. We're going to have voting. We're going to pick like the top five. And then we're going to have the auditors vote on the winner. And we're going to make the announcement on the last episode of the year that we do before Christmas. Oh, I'm so excited. So we're going to do that. Now, that's the part you knew about. And we are going to give away a $250 gift certificate to Kelly Heard Jewelry for the winner of the Ugly Sweater Contest. Because I thought that the... the contrast there, you know, ugly sweater, yeah, beautiful jewelry. Pretty yeah, something ugly. Yes, yeah, exactly. I thought that was a good contrast. He doesn't yeah. know it yet. I didn't tell him, but uh, he'll he'll be fine. <laughs> 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 Kelly at Kelly Heard Jewelry's. He'll be fine. Uh, so we're going to do that. But one of our auditors wrote and had a great idea that we should in December we're going to do a Zoom auditor get together and everybody yeah. can wear their ugly sweaters on the Zoom call. Oh, fun. Wouldn't that be fun? First of all, y'all get to meet each other. I think it's great. And drinks are encouraged. Drinks are encouraged. We'll do it in the evening. And everybody can show up in their ugly sweaters and we'll do a Zoom call together. We never, we've done one or two, but not often. I don't know why. That would be so fun. Yeah, so let's do that. Let's do it. Let's get, Amy says she can't wait. Were you the one that recommended that, Amy? (laughs) I can't remember. Sorry. Uh, I really got a thousand emails this week because of Radiothon, but um, I spent all day yesterday going through the voicemails. We had some really good songs and poems this year, and uh, I spent all day going through it and getting them organized and edited and down and stuff. Now they're off to Flintstone, who's going to put your wonderful auditor pets are going to be on a slideshow during the emails because we have to have a video this year. So uh, that's cool. It's all come together and the auditors have been a big help this year and thank you all. But a Zoom call, we'll set that up for, for one night, maybe like a Sunday night. Everybody's usually home on a Sunday night. Uh, we'll do a Zoom call and see if we can get any of the hosts to stop in and we'll all be in our ugly sweaters and just have a good time. How fun. <clears throat> so we'll do that. We promise we'll do that. Um, now, I wanted to talk to you about this article. So I found this article. By the way, really bad ads was funny today. You were good in your accent, <laughs> your nondescript uh, generic accents. I can pull them out of anywhere. I didn't know what they were, right, to be honest. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's a character. Just go with it. Your southern accent, you were born in Florida, you, or you lived in Florida. You, your southern accent should be just natural. But where we live in Florida, there's no accents. 
There isn't. No. There isn't. It's the it's north, weird. further north you go in Florida from Ocala it gets more southern. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Further south just sounds like New Yorkers. Yeah. yeah. Or, yep. <laughs> Ocala, we're kind of in the, in the middle, but you get down toward Orlando and south, it's all New Yorkers yeah. and New Englanders, Boston, all of that. Uh, you don't have to put makeup on. Nobody here wears makeup. Uh, somebody, one of the otters asked if they have to wear makeup that night. Oh no, my goodness, no. no. You're oh in a gosh. tiny little block this big uh, on the Zoom call. So <laughs> Plus, you know, Zoom, you can put a filter on girlies, so don't oh, worry. Yeah. You can give yourself you, it'll freckles. Cover up, yeah. You cover up your dark circles, throw on, it'll do it all for you. We love AI. <laughs> so this is a website called allrecipes.com, which I use for recipes on occasion. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I do they too. Have great, they have great Instapot recipes on there too. <laughs> In case, in case you have one. Oh, that cracked me up. That I lost it today on the Instapot. We're on thing. a theme between the Instapot, <laughs> the keys, and the rice cooker. Like we're we're. <laughs> so this was an article they did just the other day. Uh, our top Thanksgiving recipes with a thousand plus reviews. So they went through their recipes that they had put up for Thanksgiving in past years, and they took their top ten most popular, which is interesting because it wasn't a survey; it was just their most popular recipes. So um, I'll start at number ten here, and we'll see if we agree with these. Okay. Okay. All right. You're a meat eater, right? Yeah, we went out oh, to dinner. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're. Thank God, I finally have a co-host <laughs> that eats meat. Um, garlic mashed potatoes. Yes, every dinner, yeah. every day. I just love. I love mashed potatoes of any kind. Put anything you want in it. I don't care. We have mashed. I could eat potatoes every day. Are you Irish? Like I love heritage wise. I, I love boy. every kind of potatoes. I just love potatoes. You know what I haven't had in forever is twice baked potatoes. Oh, I make some mean do twice you? baked potatoes. I haven't I had those in forever. What do you put in your after you I do, stuff? It? I do um, cheddar cheese, sour cream, bacon, chives. Mash it all up and restuff them in there with a little a, bit more cheese on top. top or, oh <sighs> God, I really have to make those. It's been years since I had twice baked. They're <laughs> one of my want favorite them now too. Me too. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah, Ashley and I have found we've only been working together what three months, and it seems like I've known you for ten years. I, it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number nine: uh, sausage, apple, and cranberry stuffing. That sounds great. I love stuffing. You know what That's... I don't like in stuffing? What? And Jennifer's mom makes this. Sorry, Pat. Sorry, um, Pat. Is raisins. Because I'm not a big okay. raisin person. She puts raisins in this. Jennifer loves raisins in the stuffing. I can't do raisins. I could do cranberries and apples and sausage. I could do all of that. It's like the tangy with the fat, but a raisin. Raisins are so sweet. I just don't like They're raisins. They're really sweet. I don't like raisins <laughs> in stuff. And I can't barely eat them regular. So. <laughs> Okay, this is something I don't like, and it's something that we had in Amish country in Lancaster, and it was an everyday thing there. If you went to Shady's Ma- Shady Maple Farmer's Market, some of you that visit Lancaster County have been there. It's a big restaurant now. We used to do our grocery shopping there when I was kids. It started out as a little tiny stand under an, uh, under a maple tree, and then it grew into the largest grocery store in Pennsylvania, um, and it's Mennonite run. And a mm. funny side story to that is the Mennonites that run that uh, didn't like his church, and he was so wealthy, he built his own church on the property there. So right beside the store and the restaurant is a church. He started his own church, hired his own preacher, and that's where he went to church. So when you don't agree with your church, you just start a new one, you know? That's interesting. Mm. As Catholics, I don't think we could get away with that. <laughs> um, number eight was cream corn. Oh, I can't do cream corn. I like corn. I... I only like corn on the cob in the summer, like just, you know, when it's in season. Otherwise, like it's just 
it's not worth anything. There's no nutritional value. It's just covered in butter and fat. Like, I love I, corn. I don't like cream corn. You know no. which corn is my favorite corn? It's actually at Chili's restaurant. Uh, Chili's has a corn on the cob smothered in this goopy, cheesy kind of stuff. And then they grill it. Oh, it's so good. Um, oh, it's so that's, good. I'll try that. I'll that's try good. that. Not really good for a guy with a beard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good. Uh this is the next one, and I haven't tried this. Yeah, I have tried this, but not at Thanksgiving. Slow-cooked turkey breast in a cooker, in a crock pot. You uh, crock pot a turkey breast. How long does it say to cook it for? I mean, I don't know about that. Well, it's just Eight a turkey. hours, ten minutes. Wow. It's going to be tender. Hours. All it is is a turkey breast and an envelope of dry onion soup mix. No, thank you. I'm not going to be making that. Mm-mm. I might make that Mm-mm. when it's not Christmas or when it's not Christmas. Yeah, like just like a random, yeah, a random meal. I might try that at the actually camping. We can run. Hey, the that's pot. not a bad idea. That would be a good, good idea camping. Yeah, because you know our oven doesn't work so good because <laughs> we don't. That have would one. be a good one. <laughs> um, number six. Oh, these are some of my favorite things, and we also there's the Lancaster County thing. Uh, pumpkin roll. Do you know what I mean? It's where the uh, the it's the pumpkin cake is rolled up and then has all the cream in it and it's in a circular Ugh. so good and my mom made so a good. chocolate roll like that with chocolate cake it was so good too oh god oh this is making me hungry it's almost like me too i haven't had breakfast yet <laughs> do you like sweet potato pie that's number five i love anything sweet potato i know you're a, not a sweet yeah. potato guy I I will I make sweet potato toasties, sweet potatoes with peanut butter. I'll do sweet potatoes any way, shape, or form. I love a sweet potato. You know, so one of our auditors whose name I can't say he says chili street corn. That's my husband's favorite. Oh, He's a good man. Goodness. I like him. <laughs> I like him. I don't even know him, and I like him. Um, number four, of course, mac and cheese. I if mean, you don't like mac and cheese, we're not friends. I could eat mac and cheese literally every day, right beside yeah. my mashed potatoes with garlic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could live on those two things. I know it's not good for you, but I could live on those two things. I, can I tell you, every time Zach goes out of town, I always go to the store and get a Stouffer's mac and cheese. In the box? Best. Yes. It's so good. And I'll just have that for dinner. It's oh, my you know, favorite thing. Jamie eats mac and cheese. We'll have to do a special for the auditors sometime where we get like every kind of mac and cheese box there is. Oh my gosh. And then we yes, have a taste off and we all we all do it at the same oh time. Oh my gosh, please. Oh, that'd be this funny. This is a sport I can get oh, involved in. We'll have to in. do that. We'll have to do that. <laughs> uh, number three. Oh, this is the most controversial thing at Thanksgiving. It is. You know. It is. What I is do. it? What is it, Ashley? It's cranberry sauce. And Glenn, I, I know, thank God my mom doesn't hear the auditor post show mm. because she is so proud of her homemade cranberry sauce that takes all day with, with the, the chunky cranberries and all this stuff. I want it from a can. It's got to have the lines on it or it's no good. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yep. And we eat cranberry sauce all the time. Jennifer oh, me loves too. It's a cranberry. great snack. Yeah. Oh, I love it. She mixes it with applesauce. Ooh, I like to put it with cottage cheese. Oh, that's good too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cranberry sauce. Okay. Auditors that are watching live, is it can or is it this oh, crappy got, stuff yep. with the chunks? Oh, uh, let the us can know. And it has to be shaped like a can. <laughs> my mother used to make it too. She had four boys in the family. There were four of us. And my dad was five boys. Nobody ate the, no. the chunky stuff. We all ate the can. 
to the point that now, I mean, I'm 35 and I go home for Thanksgiving and my mom knows she has to buy me the can. And she's like, well, this is Ashley's canned cranberry sauce. I got to meet your mom someday. Yeah, it is, Thea. (laughs) You can cut it along the ridges, right? It's perfectly, it's made for Thanksgiving. It's portioned out. You you know, the other thing that my family was into four boys again, we all liked black olives. So there would literally be a vat of black olives on the table, and we'd all eat like 50 black olives during Thanksgiving. Oh, that's so funny. The other thing that she served, and I still do it on holiday con- to this day, is celery, the whole celery yeah. stick, uh, with cream cheese mixed with green olives. You chop up the green olives, oh. you, you whip it with cream cheese, and you put that in as a stuffing. And we all ate that and black olives. That was kind of our... My mouth is watering. That mm. sounds so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love black olive. My brother likes. He still does this to this day. He's one of. He's my next oldest brother, the fireman up in Connecticut. He uh, drinks the black olive juice out of the can. Huh. I tried that. <laughs> um, that's a choice. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go true. ahead. Since he's a fireman, maybe he's doing it for the electrolytes, I, and I'm just going to hope. He always that- has done that. Okay, number is two on this show? list, I cannot believe is number two <laughs> because it's one of the most controversial controversial vegetables out there. Brussels sprouts. I'm not a Brussels sprouts person. I love Brussels sprouts, but I do not serve them at Thanksgiving. Because I, I mean, we eat them a lot, so it's not that special. I don't, I love Brussels sprouts. I just can't get over you know, the... I've tried them several times because I want to like See, them. You know, you have to, I, I'll make them for you sometime because I put this spicy honey on top and then because it's sweet, you'll love it. They just taste so earthy and earthy. They and I don't like mushrooms either. So, you know, maybe that goes along because mushrooms Could are be. earthy, right? So yeah. Jennifer loves mushrooms. I, I don't I do not do mushrooms either. And then number one big surprise on the list of the things that uh, on allrecipes.com that gets the most reviews is turkey. So there you go. Wanna, the perfect turkey. The perfect turkey. turkey. I fry. I love fried turkey. It's one of my Same. favorite things. I did almost burn my brother's house down at one point. Well, um, that we, happens. Well... What I didn't realize is when you when you fry turkeys, it has to, the oil has to come up to a certain temperature, right. and and you keep it at that temperature. So you have this big long thermometer. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize when I put the big long thermometer in, I had stuck it in the turkey. Oh no! So when it started smoking, we realized that it was too hot, and I realized what I had done wrong and put it in the oil, and it was up to five hundred degrees. We were about twenty degrees from it catching on fire in his garage because it was snowing out. We were doing it in his garage. We caught it, and believe it or not, the turkey wasn't ruined, but it did have a nice crispy skin. Nice on char. It. <laughs> can I tell? Can I share my? This is a world famous deep fried turkey recipe, and I say okay. that because I've. I've lived all over the world. It's not like official. Uh, so we started making, we call it Chick-fil-A turkey. We've been Chick-fil-A doing this turkey. turkey for, oh my gosh, since maybe 2018 or so. And so what you do is you take your whole bird and you brine it in dill pickle juice. Really? 24 to 48 hours. Just dill pickle juice. Just the whole big one. You know how there's yeah, like the you little... Need to, you would need the big one. <laughs> so you get the big one. And I like to throw a couple pickles in the cavity because that's just silly. And <laughs> it does nothing, but I just think it's funny. So then that sits. 
And then, of course, the day of, you pull it out and you pat it dry. And it does have a little tinge of like highlighter green to it. Don't be freaked out. Then you fry it. I will. I kid you not. Do you put any seasoning on it when you fry it? Nope. No. And you inject the dill pickle juice into it, you know, into the breast. So does it taste like turkey dill pickle? It tastes like Chick-fil-A chicken because that's that's what Chick-fil-A does. They brine their chicken in pickle juice. And so the Chick-fil-A turkey was born. If anybody tries it, please tell me and send me pictures because we've been doing it for years and all of our friends do it now, too, because it sounds so weird. And I don't recommend trying it for the first time on Thanksgiving with the whole family coming over. Maybe another time. Make sure you like it first. It's so good, you guys. It's so incredible. I'm going to do a poll how many people fry their turkey. You know, we'll, we'll do a poll on how they make their turkey. Yeah, I want to know. Yeah, do you do it old school with the cheesecloth and, you know, you're basting it every 30 minutes? Yeah, I don't have time for that crap. No, me no. neither. I, I, I did, there's wine to drink. We okay? usually do Cajun, so I'll I'll yeah. I'll soak it in the in the basically a Cajun sauce and yeah. then cover it in Cajun spices cuz I like the bark to be real real crispy. Crispy and now, full of Cajun. Do you guys do the neck picking? That's my other. No. Oh, see, we love doing the neck picking. No. We drop the neck in first. And we have this like really shitty old wire hanger that we've like bent to be the perfect neck fryer. And we do that and it's done first. So we have something to nibble on while we wait for the rest of the turkey. And it's just, you know, you're walking around. Who, who uses the other innards that come in a turkey that everybody throws away immediately? I do those too. I make giblet gravy. Do you really? I do. You have to separate them all out. You because, are so you know, old school. I love cooking and I grew up in a kitchen and it's just, I love cooking. You probably love the movie Julia and Julia, didn't you? Oh, you probably, I've seen it 10 times. Oh my gosh. And Julia. She was your hero, wasn't she? I love Julia Charles. Are you kidding me? And she has such an amazing history. She was a spy for the United States government. Really? She's amazing. I love Julia Child so much. She is like a hero of mine, truly. That movie was so well done. And it, it it's so retro back to the early day of blogs, you know? It's it so is so good. retro. I love watching it's it so just good. for that, too. Uh, I, I, You know, I got to watch that again. Me, too. I'm going to watch it today. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good movie. And it's it so. Is. I can see you doing that now. I, I have. And I actually. I mean, It'd be I, a YouTube video. It'd be a YouTube I, series, though, now. I've cooked. So, like, I can do uh, Julia Child's French omelet. Like, it's nobody's business. That's, that's a favorite here in the Winch household. Why? Because it's just eggs smothered in butter. <laughs> so. <laughs> you are so opposite of Jamie when it comes to food. It's so funny. <laughs> Life's too short. I just give me the good stuff. That's how I feel, man. Joy and I have talked about doing a food show, and maybe the catch is we do a cookbook. We oh. do that one recipe every episode through the cookbook, so everybody at home can do it together. That I would love be so that fun. concept. That would be so. And there's fun. actually some cowboy cooking cookbooks out there, there too. Yeah, yeah, so we could do and cowboy you could do recipes. Camping. Yeah, like stuff you could with, make with if you're... the cast iron pots yeah, and the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta do. That's an idea. All right, I'll put it in. We have a a field of uh, show ideas that I manage, and I'll put her in the field. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, I, we, you know, I hope you enjoyed seeing how things are done. 
Congratulations. You made it through another post show. Thank you for all your support. Now, go ride your horse.